now it's now time for the Jordan Wine Fantasy Football Report. With your host, Dean Eastlake and Charlie Hobbs. The official podcast Don't Draft Drunk Drunk. Hey, and we're back with another episode of the Jordan Whiny Fantasy Football Report with your hosts, Dean Eastlake and Charlie Hoppus. I'm your host, Charlie Hoppus. And I'm your host, Dean Eastlake. Well, coming up on today's podcast, we're going to go ahead and break down that draft, aren't we, Charlie? We sure are. It was the draftiest of drafts. Plenty of ins, plenty of outs, including some players that we thought were out of the league. Out of the league, indeed. We're also going to go ahead and break down each of those teams from the Libanote division, as well as the other division. Oh, that's the Boy Fights division there, Dean. Oh, that's that's correct there, Charlie. The Boy Fights division. And we'll top it all off with the game of the week. Oh, it's a good one this week. Perhaps a preview of the championship. That's what I'm expecting. Probably. You wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> you wouldn't be I've wrong. I've never been wrong before, Dean. Well, we were both at the draft. What did you think, Charlie? What's your first impression of draft night? Well, you know, Commissioner Dean Eastlake always puts on such a tight draft, and that's why it was surprising when he had to reset the draft by half an hour. <laughs> it's it's It was much less surprising to find out that league villain Joel Thomas had done something to mess things up. Typical. Joel. But he's he's the worst. Uh, I mean, sort of goes without saying, but I'm still glad you said it, Dean. Yep. I sure did say it, and I won't back down. Well, we will say that uh, the draft festivities started off with a bunch of drinking games. The good old Benny Stout. Sorry, a little gnat there in front of me. You know, those gnats, it's that time of year. Buzzing around, Dean. That's right. Uh, we had the Benny Stout. We had the uh, the Dean Eastlake, of course, the commissioner. We also had the Kenny Johns. Mike Mumper, I believe, Dean. That's right. It's not a party until the fourth man shows up, and he showed up just in time to go ahead and finish off those drinking games. We got it started off quick. But, as we always say, don't draft drunk. But that's not what they did, Dean. They definitely drafted drunk, and there was some hilarious results because of that very thing. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'll say that one of the most outrageous picks of the draft was Marshawn Lynch at a whopping $76. Who does that? Who did do that, actually? I don't remember. Uh, do we know who did? Uh, does anybody? Who picked? Is If Marshawn Lynch is on your team, raise raise your hand. Stilly. Stilly. Oh, huh. yes. <laughs> the owner of the Digaba Swamp Stompers, an up-and-coming team, actually... We'll talk about them a little later on in the show, but they're favored to win a game, according to the point spread, for the first time in team history. <laughs> That's right. The stars didn't quite align for them last year, but I tell you what, they built up some momentum, and we'll see if they'll ride that momentum. Rumor has it that, actually, team owner Matt Stilley picked Marshawn Lynch because of his affinity for Skittles, 
Still, he also has an affinity for Skittles and other chewy candies for the most part. Not so much a chocolate guy, but we're getting we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's let's talk about the draft. Hold my dick. Hold my dick, Dean. Hold my dick. <laughs> hmm. What were some other out? Uh, let's see. I think that Mr. Kenny Johns also reached a little bit on Zach Stacy. He spent a whopping fifty American dollars, amigo, American, on Mr. Zach. American buckaroos. American buckaroos on Zach Stacy. Now that was ESPN standard value. But I tell you what, I don't know if that young man has that job locked up. Well, and to make matters a little worse, the team doesn't have a quarterback. So it's going to be handed to him literally every single snap. He's bound to get worn down at some point, Dean. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Another another pick that nobody was surprised by was Joel Thomas's surrogate reaching way too far to draft Cam Newton. <laughs> really overpaid once again. Uh, Cam Newton... It's it's what you would call a questionable pick, and that's actually what he's listed as for week one. He's listed as questionable against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I see what you did there, Charlie. Not only did Joel Thomas have Cam Newton for $1 last year, but he has him for $22 this year. You know, actually, that might be a good value pick, Dean. It might be less questionable than I thought. I would say that that's even a probable pick. Hmm. We'll see if that status is updated before Sunday's big game between the Carolina Panthers and the opposition that they will be playing. That's their opponents, Dean. That's right. <laughs> the other thing that, that is just absolutely the talk of the draft during and after is for a yet another year, owner Benny Stout, owner of the Bennyland Cyborgs, made two uh, creative creative choices with his with his drafting dean i'd say creative also well they were also sleepers but they were more than sleepers they were just about dead they're 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 still asleep dean that's right and on the surface you would think wow what a terrible pick but you know what i think that this gm knows something that the rest of the league doesn't well and that's what what do you think that is well free agent running back ladanian tomlinson has been retired for a number of years but after he gets past his bye this week, which is what is listed on the league website, <laughs> he will likely, uh, he might have a bye next week too. Looking at the schedule, actually, it looks like he's got a, that might be a tough pick. Let's look at Tony Gonzalez, uh, still under contract with the Atlanta Falcons. He's got a big game at That's 1 true. o'clock on Sunday against New Orleans. Let's see how he puts up. Projected at zero points, and you know what I always say? projections were made to be broken well and also last season new orleans gave up the 13th most points against tight ends you can't count out tony gonzalez even if he's in street clothes that's right there's two young men there that could always make a comeback how about some values for this here draft i think that kenny johns went ahead and did himself a favor after sucking with the zach stacy pick uh why did he do that dean I don't know why he did that, but he went ahead and redeemed himself by picking Mr. Monty. Monty. Oh, yeah. Monty Ball. Monte. 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 Bial. That's about right. And I think he's going to get that ball a lot from that quarterback, Peyton. So good job, Kenny. You redeemed yourself a bit there. Have you seen Peyton Manning's new commercial? 
It's a it's a nationwide commercial. He just sings a nationwide song. It's ah. it's a it's it's catchy. Peyton Manning is on your side. He is on my side, Dean, and he's on your side too. But also, he's on the side of whatever fantasy team that he's playing on. Don't know who that That's is. Right. He'll be right alongside that team the whole year. I guess we'll, unless he is traded. I guess we'll find out once we go over whatever team that is. That's correct. Why don't we get into that, Dean? Let's let's leave the draft behind us and dig into what these teams did over the draft and in the offseason to try to improve themselves over last year. That is a good suggestion. This year, we have quite a league set up for everyone out there. There are two major divisions here. We have the Leave-A-Note division, highlighted by the young up-and-comers and slashy-flashy guys. And then we also have the Boy Fights division, which is a little bit more of the old gruff men that really are entrenched in their ways, but they know a thing or two that the young bucks don't. Why don't you go ahead and start with the team from the Leave a Note division, Charlie? Yeah, sure. Let's get let's get started with that very same Degaba Swamp Stompers. We've talked about Matt Stilley's team, the Degaba Swamp Stompers, just a little bit earlier here. He's got a couple interesting picks. He made a trade at the end of last season with brilliant general manager Charlie Hoppus to take Andrew mm. Luck, and he's holding on to Marshawn Lynch, as we talked about as well. Two two solid regular point scores. Like most of the teams in this league, though, he does have some holes. Trent Richardson is running back two. That is uh, not what you want, exactly. Not what you want. He does have Nick Folk, though. Nick Folk, he is a kicker, and that's some a position that you must fill, Dean, in order to complete all your positions and fill them. Whoa, Nick Folk. All right, well, Dean, you still there? Yep. Ooh. Good, good, good. Who you got over there in the uh, in the boy fights division, Dean? In the boy fights division, I'm going to go ahead and start with not that man. I'm going to go ahead and start with a team that really isn't on anybody's radar this year, but the Ken Dynasty. Oh, Ken Dynasty! Now the Ken Dynasty is owned by quite a character in Mr. Kenny Johns, but he does. Put the right people in the right positions to make the decisions to go ahead and lead his football team. That That is something that Kenny Johns does with his fantasy football team year in and year out, Dean. That's right. He makes those decisions. I think that we got a solid crew here. He's got at least three running backs between Zach Stacy, Mont, Mont, Monte, uh, Monte Bial, Bial, Doug Martin. And you can even throw in there the rookie, Bishop Sankey. He's got four options there at running back. I think on a week-to-week basis, he'll be able to play the matchups. That's a lot of depth there, Dean. That's right. At wide receiver, he's got Percy Harvin, Victor Cruz, and Keenan Allen. Once again, out of those three, I think he'll be able to start a nice combination, and he'll fill out his flex just fine. I'm going to go ahead and give him a draft grade of of a B plus. B plus. That is... That is good. Not not risky. Um, moving back over to whatever division Johnny Carroll's team is, the great works of Art Monk. This is a team that could definitely, definitely maybe be good. There's, all, there's no doubt. There's all sorts of players up and down this roster that could be really good or not really good. Let's go right through it. We got Tony Romo at quarterback, classic example. 
going to be good, going to be bad. He's going to be one of those two things. We know that much for sure. He's very consistent in that fact. We also have Alfred or uh, <laughs> Alfred Morris, solid contributor. Can't say anything bad about Alfred Morris, can you? That's a negative. Nope, and he's got Deshaun Jackson in uh, his flex spot. Can't say anything bad about him. No, you no, cannot. Cannot. You can't say it, but he's got a couple more question marks. He's got Kenny Stills. He's got Rob Gronkowski. He's got Michael Crabtree. And he's got the suspended Ray Rice as well as his handcuff, Bernard Pierce. If these players turn it on, he's got Kenny Britt, who's another who's another uh, question oh, mark. He's had some good years. Like he's had some good years, Dean. Well, he had about a good two games. Yeah, well, that's what the, I meant by years. For him, there's only two games each year. But right. all that said, he's got a team that could, if the stars align, contend for a championship this year, Dean. You're not wrong there, Charlie. That's a good breakdown of that team. Let's go ahead and move over to the Boy Fights division again and to the Benny Land Cyborgs. Now, there's nothing like being owned by the Benny Land Cyborgs. You can just ask Drew Brees because he is on that team and he plans to play football for, for Benny Stout. He sure does, Dean. He sure does. That's right. So along with Drew Brees, which would, I'd say, a top one, two, or three quarterback, he also drafted Arian Foster. Mr. F. Ah, uh, yes, now, that's what they call him, Mr. F. That's right. Arian Foster, he could be the best running back in the league. He could get hurt. Who really knows? Uh, not me, He's Dean. also filling out his, op, his roster with Fred Jackson, who seems to find his way onto Benny's team every single year. Fred I think there might be something going on there. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Benny's for real. Oh, yes, he is. Now... Not too much other depth. I mean, if this Ladanian Tomlinson character comes out of retirement, he could add to that running back depth. He's got a future Hall of Famer on the there. bench there, Dean. Hard to say That's... that there's not good depth there. Two future Hall of Famers. That's very true. And at the cor- at the wide receiver position, Calvin Johnson. I've heard of him before. He just knows how to score touchdowns. Except for that one time where he caught a touchdown and then put the ball on the ground and they said it wasn't a touchdown. Do you remember that touchdown? <sighs> Don't I ever. Well, moving over to Evan Cameron's team. Pleased to meet you, Mishu. Please, it's I get it. It's play on words with pleased to meet you, but I don't know what Mishu is. I think it's a type of maybe a cat. I think it's uh, a spiced curry. A cat soup. Yes. All right, cat soup. So he's got he's got this is the reigning champion of our league. One of the great stories of last season, two years ago, brand new team. Spent the whole year rebuilding, gathering keepers, locking in the best three, built his team around him, and rode them to a championship. This year, he's locked, reloaded. He looks like perhaps the team to beat. He's got... That's... Perhaps. Perhaps. I I wouldn't go so far as to say he is the team to beat, but perhaps. 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 Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback. Shady McCoy, running back. Going to be tough in that Chip Kelly... Chip Kelly offense. Chip Kelly. Hey, Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. He's got Jockey Bell. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't really know who these wide receivers are, so I'm just going to skip right over them. Julius <laughs> Julius Thomas, though, that's a that's a tight end that plays tight end for Denver. So that means he does. That means that he's going to get the ball thrown to him, or he's going to block, or he's going to run routes, and the ball will be thrown to someone else. You know, year after year, we look at the tight ends, and we just think. Are they going to block? 
or are they going to catch the ball? And I just think Julius Thomas is going to do one of those two things consistently. He's going to, or he's going to miss the block, or it's going to get thrown to probably a faster player. Well, that could be true. That's really all I got to say. It's, it's a top-heavy team, and but it's full of young talent, I assume, because I don't know who hell any of these players are. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that, that uh, uh, owner as skilled and talented and that does his homework is Evan Cameron. These are probably some great players that are going to surprise us as the season goes on, or he got really drunk overpaid for some players early on and just filled out his roster with whoever he could get yeah he did join into those draft day festivities all right let's go ahead and jump over to berlin adler that's mr mike mumper boy if i had to look at a roster all day i would not mind looking at this one i tell you what headed off by Peyton manning there he is he is a quarterback and so when uh when we were talking about what team was Peyton manning on he's on berlin adler that's right, and he had him as a keeper from last year, and quite a value he was. Hey, Dean, wasn't in that gentleman the the running back Bell? Wasn't he on a different team also? That's right. This this year, Bell gets to play on two teams. Wow. I think it's because they're in different conferences, so it's okay. He's a flex option, Dean. That must. I mean, probably that's, that's super flexible to play on two teams. Yeah, and also they're in the same conference, so I don't know quite how that's going to work but we'll leave it up to mike mumper to fit to figure that out because he's got the tools required he does he is there are tools tools are around one thing i'd like to point out about about mike mumper's team mm-hmm. is he's got a guy named blake bortles on it uh but that that's <laughs> that i just got distracted that's not what i meant to say terrence west is just a future hall of famer in the making the running back out of cleveland rookie He's out. Mm-hmm. He's he's out of uh, a school called Towson University, and uh, I've I've laid eyes on on some great running backs in my day. Uh, Bernard Gilkey, for one. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, that's uh, Zach Mills. Zach Mills. But but Terrence West. Terrence West. I tell you what. Everyone else is looking east, and he's going west. That's why. Right like, that's why they passed you. Passed it. Passed the terrace. The terrace. Terrace West. That's right. And and after he gets around the west, he starts going north, which is towards the touchdown. But that's about it. There, right? That's. That's frankly. Uh, I mean, it's not a really exciting team. You know, it is an exciting team. What? The Memphis Bearcats, owned by Gabriel Fickett. You know, Gabriel. He is. A handsome gentleman, Gabriel Fickett. Also, his mm. his logo is is a terrifying, a terrifying logo. There's a there's a bear, bear head on a cat body jumping out of an M. I think it stands for Memphis because there's no M in bear cats. But getting to his is that a liger? It's a it's a Tiglin, Tigon, Tigon, Tigon Begone. Uh, so uh, looking at his looking at his roster, it looks like. Th- the entire roster is made up of running backs and wide receivers that are probably the number two or three running back or wide receiver on their respective team. Uh, interesting strategy there, Dean. That's right. I think he then complemented those wide receivers and running backs with some quarterbacks, a tight end or two, a defense, and a kicker, which I think 
is a good approach. Well, not quarterback so much as just Ryan Tannehill. He was a keeper for a dollar. Mm, well, then, I mean, that's, I guess, value. One man's one, one man's Ryan Tannehill is another man's treasure. That's what they say. That's what they always say. Let's head back over to the Boy Fights division, and we'll look at probably the most disappointing team in the draft, and quite frankly, the most disappointing team year after year, and that's Prestige Worldwide. Gotta now, hate you would that think team. With, you would think with a, a name of Prestige, there would be some kind of prestige going on with this team, but there's nowhere to be found. Well, it's a little bit before the stage. That's why it's called the pre-stage. Ah, I get it. So Cam Newton once again finds his way on this team, and he is once again questionable. He's... And that's not the only questionable this week for the prestige worldwide. There's also Andre Ellington, who is also Q for the week. You know, also questionable is the character of their owner, Joel Thomas. He's just <laughs> kind of a dick. <laughs> I once heard a rumor well I heard a rumor that once there were two nice young people sitting in a chair and Joel Thomas came up to them with a bucket of cheese balls oh, and, he he did just not. Started, and he just started throwing cheese balls at them oh he did he did didn't he yes he did and you know what that's what I think about this team I think it's a bunch of cheese balls yeah it should be called cheese balls worldwide am I right team <laughs> You're not wrong, Charlie. You're not Never wrong. Have been. Moving back <laughs> over to the Leave a Note division, one of the most interesting teams is the Eat Dean for Almirzo, and that is Spanish for either left or lunch. I don't know, and I'm not going to look it up. It's owned by Alex Bargandy, one of the most confusing owners in the league. Uh, confused. That's true. He is confused and confusing. He was victim of some... Pretty tricky draft day conspiracies, Dean. <laughs> That's very true. Once we kind of figured out that Mr. Alex Bargany, for some reason, had placed very high value on quarterbacks, well, we just went ahead and went ahead and uh, nominated as many three-dollar quarterbacks as we could think of as a collective league, and uh, the Eat Dean for Al Merzo team just gobbled them up. Thank goodness for auto-drafting. There are four quarterbacks on this team, none of them very good, some of them quite bad. Well, that's pretty true. I would like to see Mr. Robert Griffin, if he stays healthy, and he is probably going to win the MVP. Bob Griffin, mark my words, NFL MVP this year and Super Bowl MVP. Of the National Football League. National Football League, Dean. He's got a lot of players that probably looked good to the robot when it was drafting, but Steven Jackson, Eric Decker, Marcus Colston, Chris Johnson. This is a fantasy team for a different era, Dean, and not a future era at that. That's true. It's quite confusing, as is the owner. Let's, let's finish just, off let's the just boy. move on. Let's go to the Boy Fights division. And you know what? Year after year, there's just one owner of this National Football Don't Draft Drunk League that just stands out from the rest, not only in his good looks, but also in his decisions of drafting players. And that person is Mr. Jordan Winey, owner of Koyaniskakatsi, Life Out of Bounds. 
Well, you know, Jordan Whiney's smile is something that inspired this very show, Dean. He is a kind, generous soul that just drafted way too many running backs and needs to trade them to another team in the league, like perhaps the Pinnacle City Platypus, Platypus Bears. That's very true, and when you can't pronounce your own team name, you know you picked a good one. That's what I always say. That is definitely what you always say, Dean. And in fact, let's move over to the team that I think is the best team in the league. It ain't easy being A. Brown, owned by uh-huh. genius owner Deanie Slake, just absolutely oh, yeah. the most brilliant owner that there is. Uh, has assembled yet again an incredibly talented, deep, beautiful, attractive, good at football roster. Some of them date models. Well, I mean, it's really hard to argue with that type of analysis. It's it's very obvious that you've put a lot of t- time and work into to analyzing the players, and you know, there's just nothing else to say there. Well, a couple more things to say, actually, if you'll okay. afford me <laughs> the opportunity. I've got a question about Jamal Charles. Why does he have three A's in the world, Jamal? Well, my mom always said that a vowel is worth a hundred consonants. And you know what? I've heard that. I just think they took that to heart. I've heard that. I've heard that. What about Shane Vereen? Why are there three E's in Vereen? (laughs) You know, my mom always said an E is worth two A's. Ah, sure. Sure. So would you ordinarily spell Vereen V-A-A-R-A-A-A-A-N? Well, depends on if it's really about the dialect. Sure, sure. Speaking of dialect, Tom Brady went for a whopping five dollars. Yep, that is American. Five American dollars. Tom Brady, Hall of Fame quarterback, five dollars in the early rounds too. It's not like people were were sleeping on him. Interesting. I thought interesting. Maybe choice. I thought maybe that uh, people would be sleeping at the beginning of the draft and. Maybe they were. I just, I just don't know. Lots of running backs on this roster. It's certainly the team to watch out for. They're my pick to win this league, Dean. Well, I mean, while I'm flattered by that pick, I just don't want you to go to sleep on this next team owned by, well, just the damn sexiest owner in this league. That's Mr. Charlie Hoppus, who owns the Pinnacle Palace Palace Bears. Yes, sir. Is that how you... Pinnacle Platypus. It's pronounced Pinnacle Platypus Platypus Bears. That's right. That's right. And I I just wish that I could reach into this microphone and grab each of your eyeballs and show them what I'm looking at here because it's just a beautiful thing. You've got quarterbacks. You've got running backs. You've got wide receivers. The best at each position. I just don't see how this team doesn't go undefeated, roll through the playoffs and just puts the crown on their head there's just no weaknesses here i see no weaknesses led by the ravens defense including their stalwart ray lewis it's a tough that's right it's a tough team in a year where ladanian tomlinson tony gonzalez and ray lewis are leading the charge boy i'm just excited for the national football league this year we are ready for some I'm football dean we are ready I'm... for some football that is true, and we probably need to move this here along because there's actually a football game going on right on my te- television screen right now. 
So while we're getting so pumped up for games, let's go ahead and analyze our game of the week. Game of the week, Dean. Here we go. Let's break it down. All right. Well, this week is highlighted by probably the most prestigious matchup that you could even think of for the Don't Draft Drunk League. We're talking about the top two teams this year. That's right. It's it ain't easy being A Brown and Pinnacle Platica, Platicus Bears going head to head in week one. It's definitely going to be one of those things where you see the graphic of the football helmets flying at each other and then cracking into each other a few times and then turning to dust because they hit so hard, brains just like exploded. Yeah, yes. Well, something to think about, Dean, is that the Pinnacle Pla- Pinnacle palace platypus bears are playing at home in the pinnacle palace that's going to give them a home field advantage of one point it could be the difference between these two teams in such an evenly matched game that's very true you look down line by line tom brady versus andy dalton basically the same player jamal charles and reggie bush they're both shifty they're both shafty i wouldn't want to get in between either of them they do like shafts that's true shane vereen and legarrett blunt Who's going to smoke what? I mean, I don't even know. They're going to smoke each other probably on down the football field. On down. Smoke them down. And Antonio Brown and Demar- Demari. Demari. Demari Eus. Demari Eus. Tomas. Boy, we talk about speed, talk about height, talk about hands. Not even to mention Brandon Marshall versus T.Y. Hilton. I stayed in a T.Y. Hilton once. One of the best night's sleep I have ever got. The T.Y. Hilton Express. I've also stayed there. And, uh, you know, the rest of the team is just about the same. So, yeah, Greg Olson, go ahead and Jimmy Graham, those, those are basically the same tight ends. The real thing that we need to look at here is Torrey Smith versus Roddy White. I think it's coming down to that matchup right there, Dean. That's very true. We call that our weekly Game changer. That's right, Dean. It's the weekly game changer. Tory Smith, Roddy White. We'll see which team leads which team over what team. Now, let's go ahead and set all biases aside. Pull up our sleeves and take a guess at the projected total for each of these teams. And why don't you go ahead and give me a winner? Well, I, uh... I I I can't. I you know I'm gonna say that it's gonna be a close game throughout, but Tom Brady in the fourth quarter is gonna lead the it ain't easy being Brown a Brown down the field and probably kick a Robbie Gold field goal with Tom Brady's leg. That's wow. that's the difference. Well, I also had a difficult time separating these two teams out, but I think it's going to be. An end-of-game blocked field goal return from the touchdown by the Ravens' defense to pull off a one-point win for the home field team, the Platypus Bears in the Pinnacle Palace. Pinnacle Palace. Well, either way, we can just assume that these two teams will see each other in the finals. It's going to be a great matchup, Dean. That's, I mean, we just need to take some plays at our tempo and then go out there and execute, and then it's going to be a good game. Well, that's that's always the difference between the other teams and the teams that do it. 
and, and and you know what? I don't even know why they play the games when there's just two teams that are this dominant. And it's it's just about defense winning championships. And also, you don't want to get too high after the wins, and you never want to get too high, too low after the losses. Don't forget about clock management, Dean. Oh, that's true. Well, that about wraps us up for this week's episode of the Jordan Whiny Fantasy Football Report with your hosts, Dean Eastlake and Charlie Hoppus. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Charlie Hoppus. And I'm your host, Dean Eastlake. Thanks again, and And as always, remember to drink responsibly. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 